0: So it's always, I always talk about three points, right? Number one, make sure you find the right partner. So you can, it's all about people. See, business is all about, if you want to solve the problem, it's all about teamwork. By yourself, you can do certain things. It's You always need to have somebody who can able to challenge you at the same time. So try to find a re, correct partner, which is in align line with your personality or culture whatever it is right so make sure he's the right guy pick the right guy in you know, as quick as possible don't delay that process
1: Hey everyone, this is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the uh, serial entrepreneur that's founded and grown uh, several uh, startups into seven and eight figure companies, as well as founded Miller IP Law, where we help uh, startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. And uh, today we have another great guest on the episode that's gonna tell a little bit more about his journey. It's a, and I'm gonna, and I've already tried to figure, or make sure that I've got the name right, but if I slaughter it, forgive me, Anba. Shrinev That's I got awesome. sure. yep. You Yep, got it. Right. <laughs> oh, I don't think it was even close, but we're going to count it. All right, and uh, he's a bit of an in- engineer and a problem solver. Problem solver. So he started a kind of a hybrid cloud uh, cloud system in 2008, and they wound that down. He's now on to a second startup, and uh, he'll tell you a little bit more about that today. So welcome onto the podcast. Hey, thanks,
0: Devin. Thanks for having me. It's really great to share my story and
1: uh, well we're excited to have you on so I gave just a brief intro a little bit about your journey but let's uh, take those couple steps back and talk a little bit about your journey and what brought you to where you're at today
0: yeah so as I said I'm a core engineer I started uh, writing a code I used to still I used to write still I write a code I'm an engineer I'm a coder so and also I'm a problem solver but uh, so in uh, 2008 so I was uh, before I was working for mostly my most of my life I was working for IT company writing code and solving problems on the IT industry mostly on the infrastructure networking networking and storage compute infrastructure industry. Uh, in 2008 there was a big uh, uh, because of the recession and also consolidation on the infrastructure people are thinking about. They need, they need to move towards the computing industry at the same time, it's not very cheap to accommodate. So that's why the cloud came up as a really, really best way to how we can able to build the infrastructure cheaper and also it can able to enable most of the people to use the compute infrastructure, right? So that's how the cloud came in. But if you see the, the so the part of the cloud, so that's where we, I thought, public cloud will solve certain problem and also there was an investment made on the uh, the infrastructure private cloud. So we are, we. have I thought there is a need for hybrid cloud. So then I took the journey after that in 2016. Again, I'm a more like entrepreneur. so I have to do on my, I have to accelerate faster. So before you jump off
1: of the second startup, let me just jump in real quick. So the, the idea of the, the first startup is, you know, cloud-based system, and, and now everybody uses the cloud, and half people don't really know what the cloud is other than their data all goes somewhere and it doesn't store it on their device, and whether they need it, it comes back. But the idea was on that one, if I understand it right, is you kind of had a a hybrid where you had private and public cloud, right? And I'm just not trying to put words in your mouth, so, so t- certainly correct me if I'm wrong, but it is, you know, some things you put on the cloud, you want to remain private, meaning nobody can access, only you can access, it's secure and, and you know, it's data, While other things you want to share publicly and you want to be able to share to multiple people. So at the time, it was how do you're making a cloud system that you can keep the things you want private, private, While the things you want to share, make public or make it publicly available. Is that about right? uh,
0: uh- so there was, a, you're right on the private cloud and public cloud, but mm. there was a need for the hybrid cloud. What I mean by that is like, so think about it. You want a car, that's your private. You want an infrastructure, you want a car. Still, there is a need for you to for you go for a long vacation or when your car, whatever it is, still you need a leasing car or a rental car, right? So think about the same analogy from an infrastructure perspective. So you need to have your own private infrastructure if you use it very heavily or if you use it like a periodically on-demand basis, then rental car is best, but you only use it for a certain period of time, lease car is best. So think about analogy perspective. You want a lease car, you want a, a rental car, or you want a, a owned car. So there is a need for, how I can able to use both whenever is needed. So that's what the lease car is the model where. So you still own it for a one year, but after that if you want to give up, right? So how you can able to build the infrastructure, infrastructure with accommodate both public and private based on your business needs. That's what hybrid clouds are like, private and public clouds. Provide the needs, what is needed for the business. provides even more agility.
1: Okay. No, that makes sense. So, so you built the private cloud or sorry, private slash public hybrid cloud in order to provide that. And then I think after you grew that for a while, was the company acquired or it seemed like that you took, or that when we talked a little bit before you had the core, you know, almost a core team that went and worked on another business together. So how did that work?
0: So I was about to raise the money seriously. So we got a seed money for a half a million dollars. So after that, with that, we built the product, we built a couple of customers. We took this journey for a one, one year, one and a half years, uh, actually one year. So after that, we want to raise uh, serious A money. So when we are trying to uh, raise a serious A money, it's a 2008 financial crisis. So the environment was not very good. And also the cloud is too early on the market. So we were too early. People are not even know what is public cloud, private cloud. We started introducing the, another terminology, hybrid cloud. So the market was very confused and although they're not ready to consume so what happened was we the whole core team like the core team we went and part of the other business and started helping them to build their product and do that
1: okay no that makes sense so so then you had the core team went and did that for a period of time and then you said, okay, now we want to go back into the startup life. You want to go back into the startup realm and engage and do that yet once again. So how did you come up with, you know, what, it, and that's where you're at today, right, is with uh, TinoSys. And, and how did you come up with that idea? And what made you decide to jump back out, go back out and uh, do yet another startup and, and, and go through that, down that path again?
0: So I'm a more technologist. So I always look for where is the technology going, right? So, for example, if you see my whole uh, career path in 2003, we were talking about 3G and 4G. At that time, cellular itself is a two. There is no phones, mobile phones. Mobile phones are like a brick. So, at that time, we are thinking about how the wireless can enable all the mobile, like you feel the internet, everything on your mobile in mm. 2003. And in 2005, six, we started thinking infrastructure as a service where more like a cloud, how people are can use infrastructure as a cloud as a service rather than building your own infrastructure. In 2014, I started seeing the artificial intelligence. The way you build your application on the computer infrastructure or the way you run your application, it'll be totally changed the way you build it. So today if you see the most of the people builders, you you acquire a talent, you give the spec, you ask them to build it, right? Like how NASA gives a spec to some contractor they build it, right? But mm-hmm. AI is going to change that. So AI, what AI, the way AI works, is like, you give the data, I try to learn the requirements and learning from the data as a human, as a domain expertise, then I'm going to build a code for you, right? That's like how you can able to build the requirement from the data, then build the product and application. So that's what the AI will completely change the way there is nobody is not going to give a requirement domain expertise. It's going to more learn from the data. So when I saw that, okay, I see there is opportunity. Since I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a startup guy, Mm. I I really work in a very small environment because I, I nimble agility, go faster. It's a more entrepreneur characteristics, right? So when I saw it's 2016, I decided, okay, that's a time. Uh, I think it's a time for me to go out and uh, start another one. And AI, AI technology is the one which is going to be accelerated next decade as a big technology horizontal enabler in all industries.
1: Okay, no, I think that makes sense. So one question I almost had with all of that as you know, you, you come up with a new idea, you get the second startup going, you, you bring the core team back to do, you know, tackle that again, you know, what was the different, or what, or maybe it was, or was, or wasn't different when you're looking at the old startup and that original experience when you did the first one versus the one you're working on today, you know, was it a, a lot the same field? Did you learn lessons? Did you do a better job the second time? Did you make more mistakes the second time or kind of what was the difference in that experience between the two different businesses?
0: The tech, Like the problem perspective, it's more technology area, right? So if you see from a domain perspective, it's a pure technology play, technology enabler. From a business perspective, the first startup was more like, I'm more like a technology enabler and mm-hmm. I had a partner who does the business enabler, right? So that time I didn't have a much business experience. So we kind of grew, partnered with one more person who's kind of built a team. So if you see the first startup is more like a, I would say the first startup is more like, a, you you kind of try to accelerate so many things in a much more faster way, try to, doesn't have a, that, try to gauge what is going on from an external forces perspective, right? At the end of the day, you need to make sure whatever your problem solving it, make sure the external forces are ecosystem or the, the, the business environment, make sure it fits. The timing, trend, everything has to be in line for you to be, make it a sustainable business. The first startup is much, we are more like a, like a technology enabler, let's go do this, let's force, the, force it to make it enabling. So that's kind of a first startup. The second startup is like, I learned a lot of things from the first startup. Second startup is like always listen to the customer listen to the domain expertise, listen to the market, what is going on. Still you disrupt, but you don't just go disrupt because you want to disrupt. Try to learn what is really, what is the transformation happening. If it is too early, they won't get it. If it is too late, already there'll be too much crowd, right? So you have to be on the timing perspective, how are you messaging, the storytelling. That is very, very, very critical. You can still the same problem in a different way So how you can message it, what you're doing in a much more consumable way on that timing perspective, on that particular. So today, if you take AI and ML, is the end users are ready to consume AI and ML in a right way. So rather than using AI and ML, what is the right way to message it so the consumer will get it so that way they can able to see the value of what we are
1: building. Okay, no, that that makes good sense. So now, as you've been in the you know the Tino systems for a, a while and for a good period of time, as you guys have been working and building that, if you had to take kind of the next six months to a year, kind of what you guys are going to be working on, kind of you know where do you see that going, and you know what's the, what's the trajectory you guys are going to take?
0: <laughs> yeah. So if you take any startup, there's a three phases, right? Number one is validation phase. Where you make sure there is a what problem you're solving, your technical problem in align with the business problem, in align with the niche. So you find a niche, a target customer for that thing, and you make sure everything works together. So that's a first phase. So we already completed past three years our initial validation phase. So we have a couple of customers, they're paying it, they're using the service. Now we try to see from a go to the next one, two years, we want to understand from a go-to-market strategy perspective, right? So what is, how we are going to scale this business and how we are going to sustainable business by scaling the business and also sustaining it. So that's what the next two years focus will be, how we are going to build this business much more sustainable and much more, so either you go with the e-partner ecosystem or you go with the thing, so we're really figuring out from a go-to-market strategy perspective, how we can able to grow this business. Mm,
1: okay. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So now, if we're to kind of jump into, uh, so you, you're doing that now, and maybe in one thing we jumped over just a little bit. So the current business, TinoSys, or you know, it, it, what is the business? And I know, you know, we talked a little bit about it. Kind of is looking at AI and analytics to make a customer experience better, right? But maybe just give a bit more of an insight as to kind of what is the current business? What are you guys doing? And how is it uh, different than what's already out in the marketplace?
0: Yeah, so that's, that's a great question. So what Tinosis does is like, Stenosis enables the businesses to do serve their customer better. So what that means is if you take a customer experience, you have a three stages of customer experience. The first stage of the customer experience is your early customer or or your new customer, customer adoption, customer acquisition. That's the first phase of the customer, how you identify your new customer, your target customer. And the second stage is like when you grow the business, how you're going to onboard your customer faster, how you're making sure you're satisfying your customer on the growth phase, right? That's the second stage of customer experience. And the third stage is like you establish business, you're you're already a long-term business. How you can able to retain your customer? So acquiring mm-hmm. a customer, engage, make sure you're delivering the customer, what is required, and just retaining the customer, right? These three phases, and if you take any part of the company, there's a three stages of the company. One is the early stage of the company, one is the growth phase of the company, and mature stage of the company. So every stage of the company, people have a different kinds of customer experience made. If you take an early stage of the company, you want to make sure they going very fast and they don't have enough resources, they don't have enough tools. So they want to use the existing tools available, the public data available to help them to acquire the customer faster. So that's that's where we are helping. We are helping, we are gathering the data from uh, public data and try to help them to understand the market better and make sure they are able to get the customer faster. That's the first phase of the customer. That's what we are helping. How we can able to help any early stage of the company to get the customer faster, acquire the new customer faster. And the second is the growth phase company, right? Growth phase company has certain data with them. And also they're growing fast. They don't have enough resources, but they want to deliver faster. So there, what we are doing is like we kind of taking the existing data, existing tools, and we're trying to providing the, the analytics and prescriptive, descriptive analysis to be able to see how part of the customer engagement, onboarding perspective, where is the, where is the problem, how they can able to build the strategy. So that's what we are providing the customer experience, very specifically on the growth company. And retaining company, we kind of using the existing data. Try to see what is the current model work. How you retain the customer. Maybe you slip the customer. You don't have the much visibility. So the stage, uh, growth stage, of the, like a very growth stage or a mature stage of the company, we are helping them mm-hmm. to how you retain your customer. How you can able to make sure your customers are not going away from that. So this is the three stages of the company. We are using different kinds of the data. One is public data. One is hybrid of public data and private data. The mature companies, completely their data, try to get their data, try to analyze their data and provide the insights very specific on customer experience to give the visibility on their customer segmentation, customer sentiment, customer uh, uh, frustration, whatever it is. So what is their customer feelings and uh, segmentation so they can able to take a right strategy, right action to make sure, make the customer experience better. That's what we are building a platform as a service. And also we provide some customization on top of it using our partner mm-hmm. ecosystem, professional service partner ecosystem. They kind of help us to build customization for our customers. So that's what we're providing. We are, we, I'm, we are building customer experience, uh, analytics platform as a service. So, and also parallelly, building the professional services ecosystem to help our customers to customize their needs on our platform.
1: Okay. No, I think that's a good explanation. So thank you. So, okay. Now, as we kind of, uh, as we talk through, you know, your journey, and you've, you've gone through the first startup, you went, you know, went and worked with a, another company for a period of time with the core team. Now we're doing the second startup. You guys are looking to, to grow in, into the different areas, um, you know, and all of that. So maybe what we'll do now is jump into, I always ask two questions at the end of the podcast. And so we'll go ahead and jump to those now. So the first question I always ask was, what was the worst business decision you ever made?
0: So if I take, if I take my first startup, so I exited too early. So there should be a different way. Say startups are like, right? What does startup? It's all about you accelerate the problem faster. So most of the time what we do is like we kind of get into the panic mode. Oh, I cannot get the customer. I cannot raise the money. I cannot able to do that, right? So there is always way to find. It's not about all about money, right? you able to find, if you have a convention and if you have that desire to solve that problem, you always find a way. So the first decision, like we decided too early, we kind of panicked in the first time. Right? I kind of panicked in the first time. Oh, oh, financial crisis is happening. I cannot raise the money. How oh, am I going to do it? Oh, let's go find somebody to hug it. So immediately, we kind of wind up too, too quickly. In one or, one and a half years, we made the decision. We really, but that was amazing market, right? Hybrid cloud is, the, that's a real problem. Now today, if you see Microsoft has acquired so many companies on that area, hybrid cloud, VMware, all this hypervisor, uh, sorry, orchestration. So there are so many kind of companies acquired on this area and Microsoft is a leader, VMware and Microsoft. So we kind of missed that boat because of we tapped out very early. That's a, one of the worst decision I made in this business, business
1: decision. Okay. So basically, you know, the, the mistake was exiting the first company too early and not, not seeing it through or taking it to the point you necessarily would have wanted to. So, okay. Gotcha. So now as we jump to the, the second question is, um, you know, if you were to take, if you're talking to someone that's just getting into a startup or small business, just getting or starting out, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them?
0: So it's always, I always talk about three points, right? Number one, make sure you find the right partner. So you can, it's all about people. See, business is all about, if you want to solve the problem, it's all about teamwork. By yourself, you can do certain things. It's, you always need to have somebody who can able to challenge you at the same time. So try to find a re- correct partner, which is in line with your personality or culture, whatever. Number two, Try to make sure you pick the problem where you're comfortable with your domain. Lot of It takes a lot of time to learn anything. It looks everything simple. It always looks like, oh, that's easy. But it takes time to learn anything. So make sure what is the domain you want to pick up or you have some history behind that domain, either your partner or you or your core team. Make sure you have enough expertise on that domain and pick that domain. Everything looks simple. But when you dig deeper, domain expertise is really, really critical. The third thing is like, do the homework, talk to as many people as possible, try to gather as much data as possible, data, 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 information, information, information. If you don't have information, as a human beings, we have an impulse. We kind of make a decision really quick. Sometimes if it doesn't have enough information, if you make the decision, once you make the decision, you follow that decision for a three to six months, then you figure it out it's a problem. It's too late. It takes a lot of energy. At some point you lose your energy. So it's always important to gather enough information before making it. delaying in decision is it's okay. But once you make the decision, you have to stick to it, but make sure you make the right decision by gathering the enough data and talking to
1: Okay, no, I think that's good. To add. I mean, data can be used for a lot of things, but I think even in an early startup, getting the data about what your customer wants, how they can help it, what the, you know, what the, everything from the, what the market will pair to pricing to what they want in the in the product and all sorts of things. There's a lot of data that can be gathered and a lot of things that can be garnered from, you know, from that data that, you know, too oftentimes you just want to get to building the product. You just want to get to solving the problem without having the full set of data. So I certainly think that's a, a helpful, uh, insider you know helpful thing that for people as they're getting into startups to know so so as people want to as a as a you know if people want to get uh, involved with the, your product get to learn more about it reach out to you invest in you whatever the case may be you know it, it, it connect up with you what's the base, best way to reach out and connect with you
0: yeah please email me at anba anba com or linkedin search on my name anba srinivasan and connect through the LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the best way to reach out. It's easy to search, easy to connect. So please reach out to me either via email or through LinkedIn.
1: Awesome. Well, I certainly invite everybody to reach out to you, get to learn more a little more about TinoSis, see if it's right for you and for your customer service needs, and also um, to connect up with Anba and uh, any questions or any uh, or anything that you have for him. So. Thank you again for coming on the podcast. It's been fun to talk about your journey and how it's going and uh, uh, wish you all the the next leg of your journey uh, the best. Um, And for all of those people or all of you that are out there that are wanting to tell your journey and share that, um, feel free to go to inventivejourneyguest.com and you can apply to be a guest on the show. And if you're a listener, make sure to subscribe to, um, (coughs) excuse me. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the channel so that you can uh, get a make sure to get notifications for this uh, this episode and all the new episodes. and uh, certainly if you need any help with uh, patents and trademarks, feel free to reach out to us at Miller IP law. Thank you again on. It has been a, a pleasure to to have you on and to hear your journey and wish you the best best next leg of your journey. Hey, thank you, Devin.
0: thanks for having me. It's really enjoyed talking to you and thanks uh, my-